Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 611 for the 8th of Av in a regular year. So we've been discussing this imagery of a knight in shining armor wearing this beautiful coat of arms and a helmet on his head. And how this illustration, this image, can help us understand the power that giving tzedakah has in our world. So we started talking about this yesterday, and this is the origin of this imagery is not something that the, the Ultra Rebbe himself came up with, but it actually comes from a verse in Yeshayahu, where it describes God wearing this coat of arms that, uh, that is made up of tzedakah. So in brief, what we just spoke about yesterday, and please go back and listen to the full episode if you haven't already, because there are a lot of details there, is that just like a coat of arms is made up of a bunch of rings, like a bunch of little metal rings that attach to one another. And then each one of those rings, it's like one ring, two ring, three rings. Eventually that makes up the entire coat of arms. And then on top of each ring is a little metal scale that blocks and protects the whole so that like if somebody were to start shooting arrows at this night, the night would be protected. And we likened this to Tzedakah. And we said that the way that Tzedakah works in brief is that basically the the mitzvahs, which Tzedakah is the ultimate mitzvah, comes from this very, very high place. It comes from a level of transcendence, a light, a, a transcendent light, which is called the Orahas Sovev. This is thought as God's like infinite light. And while this light is not usually associated with our world, our world is really thought of to be a place more of mimalical element of, of light that fills all the world where everything is given uh, light in its appropriate measure for it to be able to subsist here in creation. Through our acts of doing God's will, this taps into this more transcendent place. And through trapping into this more transcendent place, we can actually draw down this transcendent place and create this kind of coat of arms around all of these, all of the worlds, all of the spheres, all of the things that encompass this level of mimalical almine. And while it's really still would not really make sense to have this transcendent light come and seep into into our world because our world is so coarse. There is it, a little bit of it does fall through. It it comes through the, the the cracks, and the way that it does that is because just like a coat of arms that is like ultimately does is made up of those more hollow links, even though they're co- covered by scales. There's a certain like gap. There's a certain hollowness that exists that can allow for the light to seep in. And then we spoke about how that light then gets that that gap then gets filled up by the light going right back up into in 
in there so that the evil forces don't go through there. So that, that's the basic idea of the, the coat of arms. Today, we're going to talk about the helmet. That's the second part of that imagery. So in that imagery that we spoke about of where, where uh, Yeshayahu describes God as wearing this coat of arms that is made up of tzaka, that he describes the coat of arms, and then he also describes a helmet. And to be specific, the specific um, way in which the helmet is described is Vekova Yeshua Berosho. So Kova is a is a is a hat or a helmet in this case, and Yeshua is salvation. So it's a hat of salvation, a helmet of salvation. And we'll learn today what that means exactly and what role the helmet plays. So in brief, and we'll get into the text in a minute, in brief, the role that the helmet plays is the helmet is what gives power to this light to which is normally very, very transcendent, this light of Orhasovev, the all-encompassing kind of light, like the transcendent, infinite kind of light, it's what gives it the power to be able to come and seep down into our world through the spheres. The, the spheres are the, the vehicles through which this light comes down, but the instigator of it all is this helmet kind of thing. And we'll, we'll talk about why specifically this helmet of salvation, what does that mean? We'll look at it, an alternative... Um, Wording in terms of translation of that word Yeshua, how it can mean salvation, but it can also mean something else. So let's get into the text and kind of learn as we go. So the altar of it begins, and for uh, for context, we are going to be concluding Epistle three today of Igaras Hakodesh, and so the altar of it begins, and he says, "Okay, but what causes this descent of the light?" into this physical world from the 10 spheres, which are called body. So again, just to recap, yesterday we talked about this idea that it's like this transcendent light is not of this world. It's not of any world, in fact. Uh, but yet somehow it does serve as this garment for all of the worlds. And it even seeps into our world to a certain extent, which gives us like little, uh, somewhat of a reward for our actions. So we know that like giving staka can give a person long life, for example. So it's like how, and that comes by virtue of this light, this transcendent light. So how does that happen? So the way that this happens is through this union that we spoke about above, which this union that we spoke about above was this union that happens when we, through our giving of tzedakah or through our or doing various mitzvahs, we like tap into this transcendent light and that creates a unification between the transcendent light and the more imminent light, between the kudshabrichu, it's called, the holy one, which is more transcendent, and the shchina, the, the indwelling light. And so through this unification that happens, this causes a an addition, additional radiance and an additional influx that comes from the Orain Sof, that comes from the infinite light, that like basically from God. So it, it creates this like oh like abundant light, like a much greater light than it was before, even more than from Atsilla. So it's like Usually, like in the level of Mamalakolamin, the highest of all levels within like the system, the map of Mamalakolamin is the world of Atsilas, the world of emanation, which we've, we've spoken about pre- previously. But when we create this unification of the the Kuchabricho and the Shrinte, the Sov of Kolamin and Mamalakolamin, we're able to tap into a light that's higher than that. And that light is causes, because there's that unification that happens there, is able to then come in and 
become manifest within the spheros. So because there's that unification that happens, these two type of lights that are usually very separate, the light of Sova, transcendence, and the light of Mamala, which is imminent, they're usually very, very separate, but now they have a connection with one another. So now this Sova light, this transcendent light can now come and become and like become infused within the spheros. And the beginning of this infusion is in the very beginning of all the 10 spheros, because again, the 10 spheros is like, that's the map of this Mamala Kualmin light. And so the beginning of this infusion, this is this is what we refer to as that helmet. So going back to that imagery of the knight with the helmet, so where we say, Vekova Yeshua Berosho, that there's a helmet of salvation upon his head. So this helmet of salvation is this initial influx of this transcendent light into the Mamala Kalamin light. Okay, so now the Ultra Rabbi is going to get into a little bit of the etymology of this word Yeshua, this word salvation. So he says this word Yeshua is interesting because it comes from the same verbiage, the same root as another word, which we find in Bereshis chapter four, verse four, where it says, Visha Hashem el Hevel el Minchato. So this is in the story of Cain and Hevel and Cain and Abel, where it says that, that God turns toward Abel and his gifts. So this turning, God turns, this turning is called Yisha. It comes from the same root as salvation. So meaning we can read this as a helmet of salvation, but we can also see it as it's like God turning, God shifting his focus in this way. And so this shift of focus, this is an allusion to this descent of the light and this influx of the the 370 lights spoken about in the Zohar. So <laughs> we don't have to get too technical there, but basically 370, 300 is an allusion to the three intellectual faculties of Chabad, Chochmah, Bina, and Dat. And then the 70 is an allusion to the seven midos, the seven emotive attributes, chesed, gvorah, tiferet, netzah, chod, and malchus. So basically, again, so this, this helmet of salvation can be thought of as a helmet, which actually is God's way of turning his attention to be able to send this influx down in into all of the other spheres. And now to describe what this light is, to describe like what we're talking about when we say this influx of light, what is this light? The Ultra Rebbe brings a couple of citations. The first one is from Bamidbar chapter 6, verse 25, where it says, Ya'er Hashem panav elecha, that Hashem will will shine his face upon you. And interestingly, as a side note, that is taken also, uh, the, the Birkas Kohanim say this verse in, uh, in their priestly blessing, blessing. And then another verse that the altar brings is from Tehillim chapter 67, verse two, where it says, Ya'er panav itanu which means may he make his face shine with us forever. So, there's this idea of basically Hashem radiating. So this this radiation of God's face, it's like the God's. It's 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 like an allusion to the innermost part of God. It's like it's not uh, like the word in Hebrew panim, which means a face. It also comes from the root pnimius. So both of these verses, Ya'er Hashem panav and Ya'er panav that God will shine His face upon you, and God will shine His face with us forever it's talking about god's face so it's like this it's not just god shining his light in just like a regular way he's actually shining his internal light he's shining this like very inner kind of light and so this and and so how does it happen then the altar 
points out this idea that it's the second verse in specific, it says God will shine his light with us forever. So what is this with us? So it seems like it's like a collective effort. He says, this is the Maisa Tztaka. This is the action of Tztaka. And this is the idea. And this is... Um, Something that we actually say in the prayers, where we say, that he who sows staka brings forth salvation, Yeshuot. So we're bringing it back to that second meaning of that word, Yeshuot. The, so Yeshua could be a turning, and it can also be thought of as a salvation. So now we're bringing them together, that yes, God is turning. When we when we give staka, God turns and puts his focus to give us this influx of his inner light that's usually concealed, this transcendent light. And another way to think about it is that when we when we zoret stakot, when we sow staka, like when we give staka, that's like we're planting seeds that will sprout these salvations. And now the altar about concludes with a blessing to everybody, uh, to, to whoever's reading this, including you. So he says, just like this, may God shine his face upon you. And so that's a verse from Tehillim chapter 112, verse three, which means your tzedakah shall endure forever. So he's basically, you know, after telling us the great power of our giving of tzedakah, he's giving us a blessing that our tzedakah should endure forever and we should experience this radiance of God. And then he also says, may your horn, like meaning your power, be exalted by the salvation of God uh, and that it should sprout tzedakah from this this uh, helmet of salvation, as explained above. Um, and this is the wish of all who seek him out. So basically, the altar ends off here with a blessing. And so just to conclude and kind of sum it all up is like basically this whole epistle is really, again, focusing on staka, giving staka and the great power of staka. And that the great power of staka is like it's this all-encompassing mitzvah. And we know that the mitzvahs are uh, associated with the level of sovev kolamin. So the mitzvah of tzedakah definitely is associated with that. And when we give tzedakah, we're tapping into this level of sovev kolamin. And the light that we manifest, when that we tap into when we give tzedakah, that light becomes like a garment for all of the worlds, all of the spheros, including our world. And that garment is like, we can think of it as like a coat of armor that has these little like holes in it, but also like these shells, these um, scales on top of it. And that the holes is what allows the light to come, come in. And then the scales is what blocks the external forces from seeping in as well. And then the helmet, the Yeshua, the helmet of Yeshua, which is the helmet of salvation or the helmet of turning kind of thing, is like that's like the power that comes about. That's the the initial force that brings this, that causes this light to come down through the unification that happens between the two lights, the transcendent light and the imminent light when we get stuck up. So I know it's pretty deep. I know it's kind of abstract, but the b bottom line with it all, just to keep it really practical, is that giving staka is really, 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 really powerful. And it allows us to tap into and to draw down a light that is otherworldly into all the worlds and even into our own world. So keep giving staka, everybody. And I'll speak to you tomorrow when we begin Epistle 4. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benjamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. 
To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.